Well, good day, good people. This is Ruth. Welcome to Pastors of a Dying Church. Well, good day, mate. This is Sam. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're here. We are glad that you're here. We are. We are. As we take two, right? this, yeah, inward journey of what it means to go inwardly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told you last week's episode, man, if, if you're taking this inward journey and you discover some things that you don't particularly like about yourself or you own in your story, and you're like, oh, man, I'm responsible for a lot or maybe like I'm realizing there's a lot of stuff that I need to unpack and take to Jesus and um you know process and allow it to transform me I, I probably would be like okay girls what am I supposed to do with this what, what do I do now that I've discovered that you know maybe I haven't been such a great human um you know do they take it to the cross do they take it to the altar do we you know Pray Jesus, 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 get anointed with oil. Like, what do our listeners do now? Do as, we write it down and burn it? <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> One with all your CDs, secular music, and oh, bad Lord, movies no. that are rated Come R. On. Yeah, get rid of it all. Burn it to the ground. Are you kidding? Yes, I am. Oh. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like, you know, we're, we're journey. We're taking this journey, and so we're going inward, and we realize, oh, gosh, there's some. So I own my story. And I'm not placing blame. I'm not making excuses. I'm all in. I'm not trying to be a victim. But I am trying to say that, you know, there's some things that I realize. Mm, I really probably don't like this about me. Yeah. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that? That's good. You know, because we're owning it. And we're taking it. We're inviting other people into our journey. Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Everybody, don't, everybody can't go. Not everybody. Listen, shut, not shut everybody. The Hurry. Shut the art. <laughs> Shut the ark. Shut the ark. <laughs> well, just shut the ark. Not everybody can go. Not everybody can go. Well, and not everybody can handle it either. Like, that's that's huge. You know, not everybody can handle our stories. That's, you know, we've we've kind of discovered that too. Not everybody can, can really, you know, track with us back to some of those dark and, you know, painful places. And not everybody wants to celebrate with us too in the, the great places that weren't so bad either. Yeah. You know, so... So what do you do with um, this stuff? So what do we do with these things? Well, I, you know, when we take the um, inward journey, it's definitely lifelong. It's not just a quick fix, a one-stop whatever. So just dump everything and just be like, all right, I did what you did. I, I said I gathered up all my junk and here it is. <laughs> because we're so used to doing um spiritual practices to achieve a certain outcome if i fast on this day then i'm going to move the hand of god to get my loved one saved to alleviate the illness to get someone healed and i think that it's not that we shouldn't be practicing spiritual habits but we've got to, as we discover, okay, this is this is who I am. This is where I am. You know, I'm 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 both sinner and saint. Whatever whatever it is that you want right. to call it. Well, as we're owning our story, we realize now now what do we do with this? And so, quite naturally, we can say, well, Scripture teaches us things to do when it comes to prayer and praise and um, fasting and meditation and and those kind of things. But Which before, we will unpack through this season too. Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely, you know, have episodes designated for some of those specific disciplines and habits that, you know. But but it kind of reminds me, we, we've got to get back to the basics of why we do what we do. 
And I think, um, you know, it reminds me of that story of, uh, you know, so why are we doing what we do? You, you remember that time, like, when we were first just kind of hanging out? <laughs> you know, it's been you 20 years. Story. I, we are. <laughs> you're going to help me tell this story, too, because I think it applies here. Um, and we had been together for so long, I found myself, like, even imitating certain things that you did. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, even the way that you walked. And Robert saw it first. He was like... Why are you, you've even changed the way that you walk. You even walk like Marie. I mean, we get it all the time that people tell us that we look like. There are days that we'll realize that we have worn the same shirt. Right. Like you're like, oh, I wore a certain shirt today. And I'm like, because we have, we have matching clothes because mm-hmm. we're just goofy like that. And I'm like, oh, I wore that same shirt. And we just laugh and we're like, nerd. Um, but we have spent so much time together that I realized that there were areas that I really imitated you that I just took those on. And he was just like, why are you walking like you? And so the remember I told you that I was just like, friend, I even like walk like you and you laughed and you were I just, said, like, why? I said, <laughs> I, don't, I said, I like it. I said, I realized that I, you know, we can finish each other's sen- sentences. We think alike. We're, we're just so familiar with one another. But yeah, you got on me for the way that you walk because you're like, I don't even like that. Right. Like that's a challenge for me to walk like that. And you're like, well, why do you walk like that? And I said, because I walk like a duck. If I don't turn my feet in, then I'm walking like a duck. So with every step I take, I'm mindful that am I going to look like a duck right now? Or am I just going to, you know, put my feet in and, you know. And I'm just following suit. I'm just doing what you do without even knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm not realizing that it's a hardship you for hop, you. You just hopped on the struggle bus. Dude, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just fell all in, man. I was just all in. I was owning our story. This was our story. We were all in. And you didn't even know that I was imitating you. Right. I, I was just until, you know, Robert was like, why are you walking like that? You, you're walking like Marie. And I'm like, I am walking. I was proud. Like, yeah, I am. And you're like, no, don't do that. Like I fight not to walk like that. It's dumb. Stop. And, um, but, but it just kind of goes to show, you know, my, I guess my love for you, our relationship, just being soul connected. uh, You know, I begin to even develop a habit that you didn't even like about yourself. And so I think that there are things that we do, you know, as we apply this to who we are spiritually, um, there are things that we do when it comes to biblical principles that creator has given us and we have misappropriated them. If that is the right phrase to use here. Um, I think that what we've done is, um, Will said something in one of our classes a couple weeks ago that I, I keep marinating in. He said, why is it that we will turn people into worshipers? I mean, workers before they are worshipers. And, and that kind of stuck with me. You know, we, we try to get people engaged with the Lord, functioning, healthy relationship. And then immediately we want them to serve way before they even learn how to worship. And so that's kind of the lens that we're looking through today is we're notorious for doing things that we don't even know why we're doing them. Like some of us will mimic Christ and look like Christ and want to be Christ because scripture teaches us to be an imitator of Christ. Um, but is that all that we are called to do really? No. And this is where you're going to be like, okay, drop the mic. I, I think when you say that, you know, what my brain goes to, are we really imitating Christ or are we mimicking others? 
because we're in a spiritual context, a Christian context. And so we see what others are doing and we mimic what others are doing, thinking that that is the way of Christ because, you know, we read. They had a label or a title. Right. Yeah. yeah pastor, absolutely. leader, bishop. Yeah. And minister. I think, I think back to, you know, when you started having, um, you know, to wear glasses and you couldn't see. And, you know, I found myself, you know, opening my eyes and, you know, squinting just like you. And I remember one time just being somewhere and you weren't even around. And I'm like, I, I think Kenny was like, why are you squinting your eyes like that? And I'm like, I don't know. And it was all because you squint all the time. And I thought, well, maybe she can see something better when she squints. And, you know, now that I've hit, you know, 40 past 40, you know, my eyes, I definitely need readers, but man, like I can remember, mm -hmm. you know, you did it. And so my thing was, well, maybe she can see, like, if I'm having trouble, maybe if I squint, I can see just a little bit. It's just so funny because, yeah. you know, we will end up mimicking and not really knowing we're doing it until somebody else is pointing out. And so really, you know, I think we would like to say that we're mimicking Christ um, because we're reading books about him. We're reading the Bible and we're doing all of these spiritual things. Certainly we should be mimicking Christ, but I just cannot get away from what, why are we trying to own our story? Are we trying to attain a certain goal? Well, we are, we're saying this is an invitation on the inward journey. You can take it or not, you know, that's totally right. up to you, mm -hmm. but the invitation still stands for everybody on this inward journey. Like this whole life is long, but yet Ecclesiastes says it's just, but, but a vapor. Mm -hmm. But for us that's living in this life, it seems like forever until you get to a certain point. And mm. then it's like, it is what happened. It, it's, it's going so fast. And so, you know, the invitation still stands for everybody. If you want to, you know, go on this inward journey or not, but the invitation of, um, is, is really being with Jesus, not really to be more like Jesus. And I, and I think that that's just it though. I think we have used, um, the, habits that should be a rhythm of our our life and our spirituality and developing and transforming you know those things that we all grew up on fasting and prayer and uh, meditation and and even church attendance and those things were to and and not that we're we don't have a call to be like Christ but we also most more importantly or maybe it's maybe it's just should be just a fine balance it's not like what's important but I think we neglected to be with Christ because we strive to use those habits to perfect us to be as Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of to be with with Christ. Right. We uh, use those habits to attain a certain goal, mm -hmm. um, which was to imitate, to imitate Christ. And so that imitating Christ was also the part of doing. But when did we ever just be with him? Because, you know... It, you walk in the door, somehow it's put you to work, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you can't work. You can't, well, do, I don't even, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I, I, I challenge our, our listeners to be, um, become aware of how we're using, like you said, the things that we will unpack eventually, um, fasting, praying, you know, because this is all about when we become self-aware uh -huh. and we realize that there are some areas like, Oh, this is pretty crappy. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Come, Lord Jesus, quick, do something. Um, yeah, so, abort mission button. Take me out of this life. Yeah, and <laughs> and and we've said that you know we've we've tried that too to the place where we've um, you know how many of us have lamented over our sins and our shortcomings and even things that have happened to us without permission just to find ourselves in that same place and 
you know, re-asking that same forgiveness or praying over that same hurt or that same pain. And it's just like, okay, how do we ever just really get past this? And I think it's because we have used those things that are for spiritual development to spiritually bypass. You know, so fasting didn't become a, a tool or I even invitation. hate to, yeah, it didn't become an invitation mm-hmm. to feast on God. It ca- became a tool that we use to manipulate the outcome. Right, right. Or feast with God. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. And, and so, and the same thing with prayer. Prayer became something that we have used not to be um, present with the Lord, because I wonder how many of our listeners can really pray with silence, or do we have to always talk? Well, I've heard this thing, too, is prayer is the key that unlocks heaven. Well, I didn't know heaven was locked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. like, what locks up heaven? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. we really that powerful? Right. Yeah, it it really, when you think about how we have used, um, yeah, absolutely. When we think about how we have misused these invitations to be with Creator and experience Holy Trinity, it, it really can um, be transformational in our walk with the with Creator if we simply are self-aware, like, okay, am I using this to manipulate an outcome? Am I using these um, opportunities of invitations for anything else but to be with the be with the Lord? And then it's in those moments that something supernaturally happens that now pride doesn't become such a big issue. Right. I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it works. Yeah, it, it's in those silent moments, those sitting moments. We're going to talk about centering prayer too, and it's amazing what sitting in silence um designated silence you know of 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 listening or and 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 it's not really listening you're just resting you know in christ like you stop and and be with with god i mean that's that's a whole nother you know episode for another day well and i mean well think about it how many times do we violate the sabbath too just recently i saw some uh, like a a conversation that um, definitely was either or, um, when people were talking about God's people need to rest and other people popped up, piped up and said, Oh no, we got to discern the times. If there's ever a time for God's people to work, we've got to work now and put our hand to the plow and not look back. And so to throw in, okay, what about God's people taking a Sabbath? Why is that the only commandment that we will pay people to break? You know, without batting an eye, like there is no place for rest for God's people in that. You know, no, because the day draws nigh. The coming of the Lord is very soon. So we don't want to talk about what it means to rest and be with God. That's kind of what, you know, what resonated with me was will. Because we are so, you know, dead ahead on being a worker for Jesus that we're not taking time to actually worship you know, Trinity and creator and, and all of those things, which is demonstrated with observing the Sabbath of taking a rest to say, I am loved. I, I am treasured. God, you've given me everything in these proper boundaries that you can take care of everything while I do nothing. And it, it just kind of puts us in our proper place. 
but no, we're just so, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. we can misappropriate um, all these amazing invitations that God has given us. Um, it's, it's me walking like you without even realizing that what I'm doing irritates the soup out of you. Right. You, you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being like you without any. And so I think God's people have, have done some things that, that we know to do that have been, um, that have been true and have, but I don't know that we knew why we were doing what we were doing. So doing something for all the wrong reasons or, you know, for some wrong reasons, like for an end goal. And I mean, it's just like working out, you're, you're going to get results. Um, but what if we developed a rhythm of a healthy lifestyle, you know, like, I'm not even going to go there, but anyway, Ephesians 5, I was looking at that too. Uh, It says, Paul tells us, um, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. And so when even those commands in there, I mean, is that a command or is that an invitation? And I think the imitating God comes out of a life, a, a rhythm of being with God. Like, I don't think, you know, and somewhere else, Paul says, follow me as, me I, follow as I follow Christ. That's an imitation of Paul, you know, hoping that he is. Um, you know, so we do have to live this stuff out in front of people, but, but what is our goal is so we can manipulate the outcome of others as well, or is there really an inward journey, uh, going on inside of us? Um, well, we all act like God's our punk yeah. and so we can do all these things to get him to do whatever we want to be done. Yeah. So we can run around and say, well, um, you know, I'm highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. And does it work like that? Really? Well, I guess for some it does, but for us it didn't bring satisfaction. Yeah, I love what the message version says of of that in Ephesians 5. It says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. That's being with him. You can't observe and you can't keep company with him. If, you know, that's part of being with him. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. So when I think, okay, so how do we love like Jesus love? Well, Paul just tells us right there. You know, how do we love, we observe, we spend time with him, we keep company with him, we learn a life of love. I mean, anything for any other motivation is for an imitation of, of what? You know, is it really an imitation of God or if it is it for a certain goal, a certain, you know, to attain a certain goal? So I think, um, you know... And that's I, powerful in the message. Like King James and even uh, some other translations kind of really leave out that being part you don't hear that in there you Mm -hmm. know yeah because we're so used to doing but we do because we want we've been taught to be perfect and and so quite naturally as we do this owning our own story and we have these revelations about ourselves that aren't so great so then what and and so quite naturally the next thing we would say is we'll take it to the lord but what does that mean to take it to yeah. the Lord? Do we do we take it to the Lord and say, God, this is all? Because Creator already knows who we are anyway. Right. Um, 
But do we go with that? How do we we now pray? Perhaps it's because we want to take our good things to the Lord so that we can feel like we've earned his love rather than taking, you know, the things that we have to own and the, you know, what we've dealt. And, um, that he still loves us in that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm convinced that scripture is true. That says there's nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Right. Like at all, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and it, do we believe that or not? I mean, I, I don't know if that's, that's, we have always believed that, you know, I think we've always said it, but you know, if, uh, other conversations would be contrary like, well, you know, if you can't do the, if you don't, um, like when you think about having a prayer life, you know, well, I, my prayer, I don't really have a prayer life. Oh, well, you know, you need to do that so God can hear you. You know, that's your way to communicate with God. Yeah, that's not the only way to communicate with God, you know, mm-hmm. is prayer. And I just, I just think we can get so caught up on the do's and don'ts that that's not really a thing. Like we think it's a thing, but it's not really a thing. It's a human thing because of our motivations and what we want and our manipulations and all of that stuff. But when it comes to God, I don't really think that's even a thing thing. You know, how can you be with God the wrong way? Right. Just be with him. Right. And we're not trying to say that people have been praying for years the wrong way. So right. that's yeah, not to not say like, all. oh, yeah, now we finally know it all. But what we are saying is I think we're missing the opportunity to um, allow these opportunities to be with God instead of to simply say, well, I'm engaging so that I can be more like Jesus because that has been drilled in our head to be more like Jesus, to be more. And, and is that language there? Yeah, that language there is there. But do we engage in the relationship to be like Jesus or do we just be with Jesus and, and out of that, out flows. Of that yeah. flows the imitation? I mean, we just begin to start looking like, you know, creator without even realizing like, Oh, you've been with him. Isn't that what they said to the disciples? They didn't say, we see that you're following your leader. They're saying, we can tell that you have been with him. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's powerful in a sense because they were with Jesus. And, you know, others were able to, to tell that. Right. How can you tell someone's been in the sun? Oh, yeah. They get burnt up, cook up. You make it sound so painful. It can be. I've been with you. Their and... skin gets darker. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, some people be, yeah, some be burn up, cook up, whatever. But, you know, naturally the progression is, I can tell you've been in the sun, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's shades that are, are, are turning, you know, dif- different, yeah. you know, shades or whatever. And so how do you know you've been outside cutting grass? Right, right. You know, you smell like yard. You know, you, you smell like fresh cut grass. Um, maybe some other stuff, but still, you know, smell like, yeah. like how do you subway, know you smell like subway been somewhere is because the fragrance just oozes out of you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what Paul's trying to say to us is, you know, that, that fragrant, there's, you know, something that is extravagant when we love like Jesus, we can tell we've been with Jesus. And I think that's where we have to also take our story to Jesus and say, here I am and I'm just coming to be with you with all my shortcomings, with all my sin, with all my hiccup habits, you know, hangups, everything, all of it. I own it all and I bring it to you. Um, 
and yeah, I'm not just because with you. Have you. A measuring stool, measuring right. tool, and, and I, gonna, right. And yeah. I realize I don't look like you because I'm still full of pride and I'm still full of greed and I'm nasty and whatever. All these things are, you know, full of lust. But um, we just come, and I'm just going to be with you in all of the brokenness and all of the many ways that I don't look like you, but I'm still just showing up to be with you. Yeah, that's rich, friend. It is. It is. And I think, and you know, because all these methods will seem very familiar of where we're going to go in this season too. Uh, But I hope that it takes on a, an unfamiliar purpose now in our lives. Yeah, me too. I think the inward journey has a way of waking us up. I mean, I, I, for, for many of us, we may not think we've been asleep. We've been fully aware of them, what's been going on. But I think there's a spiritual side that has been asleep because we've bypassed, mm-hmm. spiritually bypassed, real, true, hard, tough emotions that maybe were not permissible um, in the context of, of growing up. And so we've learned how to bypass them to function, you know, in a, a certain family or a certain environment. Mm-hmm. And so we have learned those defense mechanisms of how to bypass certain things so that we don't have to engage in more painful um, engagements or whatever, you know, so we bypass it to get through it so we don't have to dwell on it or talk about it or, you know, whatever. So know that, you know, inward journey is definitely a tough journey. Nobody wants to, you know, no worm really wants to crawl up in a cocoon. No. And to just, wait for the butter to be, become a butterfly. Yeah. But, but there is a, um, there's nothing more satisfying than the ability to own your own story and really look at it and say, yeah, this is, this is really me. And to take that before the Lord and know that, you know, scripture teaches us, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man will open it, I'll come in and sup and be with him. How beautiful is that? And, um, and as we're just honest and real and transparent about owning all of this, um, cause we can't change anything that we aren't willing to confront and just say, yeah, God, I, I realize I'm still just full of pride or whatever it is, yeah. you know? Pride's that one that I have to take before the Lord often. So I'm preaching on me today. Yeah. Mine would be resentment, you know. Tell my story. It, I bypass it, trying not to, you know, I, I, I just that whole goodness, you know, I don't want to point out. Mm-hmm. And don't we do that to our children too, you know. I was talking to um, my youngest son the other day, and I just said, look, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm, I'm going to still call you 15 times. I'm still going to, you know, if I don't get you through that, I'm going to message you on Facebook. I'm going to, I will, I have stooped as low as to call other people to get in touch with him. Um, because I'm, you know, that extravagant love that, um, I have for him. And he always says the same thing, mom, it's only been two days. Like what's wrong with you? (laughs) Or my phone was off or I was charging or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't care. Um, you know, I, I just want to be with you. I just want to hear your voice. And so no matter what the excuse is or the reason that we haven't connected in those days, I'm still pursuing him. Mm-hmm. I'm still running, if you will, after him happily. It's not a chore. This right. is my son. 
And so, and then when I catch his ear, it is an opportunity just to lavish my love on him and make him fully aware. And some of those conversations are tough because he's not feeling very lovable that day or whatever. And, um, and I'm able to still just affirm who he is, regardless of where he's been or what season he is walking out in a difficult time. And I can't help but um, know that the greatest example is set by our our creator towards us yeah. and how he pursues me. Yeah, it's all because he loved us first, isn't it? Yeah, and how he pursues me, and even in days that I don't always get to him right away. Um and then he's just chasing after me like I'm just like calling Brian a hundred times. Or for me, it's the song of a bird with creator mm-hmm. or it's a billboard or it's a song on the radio or it's the innocent of, of a kiss of a child. Right. And so it's God saying, hey, come be with me. Come sit with me. And, um, and I just love that. And I think about that when I think about just how, how I run very, very hard after, you know, um, yeah, I just, I, I love, I love my kids. I love, you know, they're grown men and they take my breath away and, and I would just, I would forever chase after them. And, um, I can't help but think, you know, regardless of what they do. Tell me more. <laughs> well, you got five yourself, so you know the deal. You chased after Tell yours yesterday, <laughs> you know, she had a fender bender. You're like, okay, I'll be there to give you a hug. Yes, I did. You know what I mean? And, and when I got there, man, she just about jumped across the car to sit in my lap so I could hug yeah. her. Like I knew what she needed. But there know? are days that she doesn't always acknowledge you. Yeah. Right. But that didn't matter. Right. Like you're still going to reach out. You're still going to, you know, um, regardless, it doesn't matter that's your daughter and, and, uh, and so that's how I feel about the boys. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's where God takes on that feminine side, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a mama thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know daddies that would do it too, but that's really a mama heartbeat kind of thing. So I love the fact that God takes on, you know, those both like in us. Is, but it's, it's, uh, it's all about just that, that being, you know, if we put it in the context of our kids, and, um, you know, it's, it's all about being with the Lord. Yes, it is. That's great. Well, I guess until next time, friend, may the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you, my friends.